The Dose of Fat Podcast, show number 140, for Friday, December 21st, 2018. Bienvenidos amigos, mi nombre es Gómez, yo soy un hombre sincero de la bicis cordas. Hola señoritas, está Leia Rollins aquí. Hi, I'm Spinner. <laughs> I failed Spanish. No, no, español. No, es, donde esto las biblioteco. I don't know. Donde esta la cerveza. Cerveza, yeah, we got a box of Uno Up USA. ¿Cómo se dice podcast en español? Podcast. Uh, podcast. Codpast? There we go. Anyways. All right. Today's show is brought to you by Envy Composites. Envy just released the M685 wheel set. The M685 is for those who ride and race their fat bikes year-round. Need additional volume for backcountry expeditions or simply don't want snow-only carbon wheels? The M6 series trail-rated full-carbon mountain bike wheel is available in both 26 and 27.5 inches. Feature industry nine hubs and are equally at home in the snow, sand, rock, or dirt. Learn more at envy.com. And that's, Spinner wants everybody to know that that's E-N-V-E dot com. I do, because I would not spell it that way. I would Google search and I would come up on some weird porn site if I didn't know how to spell it correctly. Don't use that as an excuse. Oh, sorry. Yeah, I just go to weird porn. But anyways, so E-N-V-E dot com. So our first guest is the Michelangelo of the current trail building renaissance. He is uh, Mr. Chad Landowski, owner and operator of Landowski Trail Works. Now we say hello. <laughs> hey, guys. <laughs> He's been patiently waiting. <laughs> yeah. yeah, drinking okay. 17 takes to get the intro correct. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we've, we screwed that up, not you. So, yeah. Well, so, yeah, thanks for coming out. You're you're back in town driving through for Thanksgiving? Yeah, yeah, here momentarily. So yeah. Great. <laughs> Where are you from, Chad? I grew up in Lake Mills, Wisconsin. Um, now I'm kind of from all over. But. And uh, you used to work at Trek in Waterloo? I did, yeah. Oh. I worked there for a brief stint, um, kind of both as uh, seasonal help uh, when I was in college and then I had a full-time position there for a while as well. And you were – that's when we met, What uh, out at Jim's, Jim's Trails, I think, is the Wednesday night ride. And yep. you were talking about um, they were going to do snow trails, but we didn't have any snow. Yeah. So, and you were talking about, like, I'm going to do this on my own. Yeah. Like you just had the idea to start it out. And I was like, how are you going to do that? I don't yeah. – you know, it, it wasn't – it was beyond my mind and how you can make that work. But you've obviously made it work very well. So, um, you know. Were you involved in like Red Bull Rampage and those building and trails and all? Yeah, I uh, I mean, it's kind of cool. When I worked at Trek, um, obviously I had relationships with um, a lot of different people inside Trek, which uh, provided a lot of different opportunities to me. Um, one of those was kind of meeting and getting to know some of the professional riders uh, that Trek was sponsoring at the time. Who's your favorite? Um... Like, let, let me two-part this. Do you know who you have the who trading the cards? Best? Do you know who you're talking about? And who was the coolest? 
And were they cooler than Leia? I mean, Brandon Semenuk is super cool. You know, <laughs> almost you almost too cool. <laughs> um, but pro- I think my favorite to work with and work for was probably Brett Reeder. Um, I helped him out uh, two, on two separate occasions um, at Red Bull Rampage. Um, kind of went down there, uh, man, I think it was three separate times uh, with Vance McCaw um, and then kind of provided a hand to um, – actually, the first year it was we were building for Cam McCall. Um, kind of, that was back when he was still riding and not just uh, doing the whole announcing gig. Um, so – Built for Cam the first year and then uh, kind of took a little break and a couple of years later came back and built for both uh, Brandon Seminuk and Brett Reeder. Now, did um, they come to you and say, hey, I want to practice this move or on a feature like this and so build it and you build it and then they practice on it? Yeah. I mean, to some extent, we were – I was often coming in as like, hey, here's a track guy. Like, he's a builder. He knows his stuff. But they didn't necessarily know me. So – a lot of the times it was, you know, they would give me the the grunt work to start. Um, but once I kind of realized I knew what I was doing, um, yeah, then oftentimes they would be like, hey, like this is, I want a landing here. Um, roughly needs to be, they can literally point out, like they'll be hitting a 40-foot drop. And they'll be like, the landing needs to be right there. And like within inches, know exactly like where the, the you know, the, the round knuckle of the landing needs to be. And then they'll tell you, like, roughly how sloped it all needs to be, what rock needs to get chiseled away. Um, So that was really impressive to me. Like, just how those guys can look at a feature that's not even built and know exactly where they're going to land and then flip it or trick it, you know. Um, So that was pretty cool. But, yeah, it it did get to a point where, you know, kind of once we started to um, create a relationship, they would come to me and, you know, they'd have me place a lip or whatever. But it was always... Since it has to be very precise, they were always the ones in the end kind of, you know, really making the, the big calls on, on where stuff actually needed to be. But What's uh, your degree in? Uh, business management. Um. <laughs> how, does that, how does that apply to somebody yeah. points at a thing and is like, I need something engineered over yeah, there. Yeah, I thought you'd be an engineer or something. <laughs> no, yeah. Numbers not. guy. No? Did you no. have a big sandbox as a kid? Did you play with trucks? And I had make... a big sandbox, okay. yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey, well, at least the degree um, is helping when you started your own business. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Maybe. They no. say that, but, you know, I wish I would have paid more attention in accounting. And <laughs> yeah. I, fe- I feel like you all the things that would money. be helpful now are, like, the things I didn't pay attention to in school. The boring stuff yeah. until yeah. it matters, yeah. right? Until then, it's practical yeah, application. Like, wow, that would have been nice. But, <laughs> um, but, no, it's, yeah, here and there it's nice. You know, I mean, I feel like a lot of what you're taught, especially with a management degree, is stuff that's really hard to fully understand until you're trying to manage people. Um, and it's a struggle at first. And until you have those experiences, um, I think it's really hard to, to teach some of those things at least. But. So you're working at Trek and you're building trails and you're maintaining trails. Mm-hmm. What What was that defining moment when you thought there is a need out there for someone to go out and build trails for you know, municipalities or private, you know, mm-hmm. trail builders. What was that? Um, I had always had kind of a fascination with uh, constructing new trails and not necessarily main, 
taining trails, I guess, which is, you know, most of what I did at Trek was kept up a, a rather large trail system and got to build new stuff occasionally. But um, as far as defining moments, I think uh, while at Trek, I had the opportunity to um, branch out and build some new stuff uh, beyond just the Trek trail system. Uh, one of those opportunities was actually to build a private trail system for one of the higher-ups at Trek. Um, so uh, I actually built in tandem um, with Aaron Rodgers of Rock Solid Contracting, um, built a private little trail system uh, in California, actually. Um, and after doing that project, that was maybe my first real project where it was like a, a serious amount of trail, um, and I had that full experience of creating something from start to end. Um, and being the one that designed it, um, added all the wooden features in, um, essentially the process from the beginning to the end was all me. Um, and I think that was where I really realized like, this is my passion. This is what I want to be doing. I don't want to be running a weed whacker all day. That's awesome. So how'd you know Aaron? How'd that work? Um, he was kind of, we had, uh, there was, I kind of always, trying to think of when i first met him but let's just um, for the listeners out there so if you don't know who aaron Rodgers is um yeah so rock solid and he lives in copper harbor all right yep yeah yeah yep. um he's very much a nomad nowadays like me yeah. but yeah i met him as a volunteer home. firefighter because yeah we were both volunteer firefighters we talked about that and then we're yep. like you're aaron Rodgers, the aaron Rodgers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah and uh yeah it was unbelievable but so this was a Trek executive at property in California that you yep. both worked on together? Yeah, yeah. Cool. And and to start, we kind of did it in two phases. The first time, we just it was literally just Aaron and I out there. Um, uh, no and, workers? Just the two of you no, and a mini just, excavator or two, a couple two, shovels yeah, or what? Yeah, two mini X's. <laughs> okay. Um, a plate compactor. And then we had some help. There was actually staff on site um, that did a lot of the groundscape or landscape maintenance uh, sure. around the property. Um, so they took care of some of the brushing and, you know, some of that dirt work at the end. But then uh, we finished the project out uh, with a larger crew. Uh, Aaron had a couple guys out there. I guess like uh, three guys total or something. How many miles? Um, it was, uh, I think that ended up being about a mile and a half. So not huge, but it was um, a very technical terrain. Um, really steep side slopes, super dry soils. Um Undergrowth was insane. So um, when you have an area and they say, okay, we want – our goal is a mile or two, a trail, mm-hmm. how do you determine where the trail is going to go? Do you just kind of hike the land or – Yeah. I mean that's generally always uh, the first part of the process is assessing kind of the property or the parcel as a whole. Um, so what I like to do when I design – everyone's a little different but is – First and foremost, like look at a topo map and get a handle on, um, you know, geographically kind of what I'm getting into. Um, but then, yeah, from there, it's uh, just a matter of normally I kind of hike the whole parcel and try to find the coolest natural features on that parcel. And then from there, at least this is how I like to design, but <laughs> try to figure out ways to incorporate all those features into the actual um, design itself. I and like obviously, that. yeah, there's a so lot. So you're basically building trail to get to each feature. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I saw some of that IPP yeah. stuff that you're doing. Some of the posters yeah. said there's cool boulders in the little mm-hmm. bowl and like make sure the trail goes by that. Yeah. So, yeah, yep. like to incorporate that. Yeah. So some sites, you know, are kind of bland and, you know, there's not a ton mm-hmm. 
out there that you can, you know, really incorporate into the trail. Um, and in that case, you kind of, you know, there's, there's things that you can do with the equipment that you have, um, to make a fun trail on really any terrain. Um, so that assessment is more just kind of an initial thing you do. And then beyond that, there's obviously a lot of different rules that you follow when you're actually flagging out a trail, mm-hmm. um, you know, trying to keep certain grades and, you know, making sure trails aren't, uh, within a certain amount of proximity to one another, um, and then really identifying like where you're going to have big drainage issues, um, where a lot of the water flow on the pl- property is running from and to, um, that sort of stuff. But so yeah, you, you can definitely see. You obviously have a passion for this, mm-hmm. and you're obviously very good at it. Um, but when you had a secure job at track and you're traveling around, you're doing the Red yeah. Bull Rampage and stuff. How did you decide? Hey, I can do this on my own, mm-hmm. and Trek can pay me to come back here, and then I can build yeah. trails around the rest of the country like yeah. you've been doing. Like, what, was there a turning point? What really after that California working there and Rogers? What happened? Um, it had always been something that I had kind of thought about doing, um, and you know, I kind of grew up in a family where my dad had started his own company. Grew it to a very sizable business, sold it. Um, and so I kind of, that was always something that had intrigued me. Um, but it it wasn't really until I had, I really enjoyed my job at Trek yeah. um, for the first year or so that I had it. Okay. Um, but then it started getting to a point where I realized that I had a, you know, a talent that in that particular role at that particular company, um, I don't think was really realized by a lot of people. Mm. Um, and it's not just that. It's more just my role every day or most days was to maintain a trail system. Mm-hmm. And I didn't have a ton of help doing it. So, you know, often <laughs> I would spend weeks at a time just weed whacking or leaf blowing. You know? <laughs> Your mind gets a wander when yeah. you have the headphones on and you're running a leaf <laughs> yeah, blower. Yeah, yeah, I get you. So, yeah, it was very much uh, unskilled labor most of the time. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, that was kind of the biggest turnoff to me, and that's kind of what really forced me to think about doing my own thing. Cool. Um, obviously, it's always scary stepping away from something safe and, you know, kind of risking it all on your, your own operation. Um, what year did you go out on your own? Uh, it was kind of kind of a weird deal. Um, 2014, I went out officially on my own, I guess, um, but I still had a job at Trek. Um, so I was just doing it like on weekends. I started kind of doing my own thing. And more than anything, started an LLC or a company, right? Who were some of your first clients? Um, uh, to, let them answer. Jeez, Leia. Well, I just so She's married now. She expects the answers immediately. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. No, it's all it's all intertwined. So oh, yeah. I pretty much started, you know, on weekends, mainly working out at Blackhawk Ski Club. Um, Was that your first and- client? Yeah. Did yeah. you do Pleasant View leading there as well or just Blackhawk? Yeah, Hawk? Pleasant View was my first project, like, when I fully – I like saw you one and, day yeah, yeah, <laughs> doing the burrs, and yeah. I was like, sweet. <laughs> I was like, keep it up, buddy. Professional yeah. trails. Yeah. I, I don't knew know. it was you. Yeah. That was, uh, that was in the early years. But, yeah, so I like the first full year, it was pretty much just I was working a full-time job at Trek, and then on the side, like on weekends, kind of, you know, going and working at Blackhawk or I forget where else I worked. It was, that was a while ago. But... And then it wasn't until 2015 or 16 that I, I decided to you know leave Trek and uh, 
really commit to a full-time um, gig building bu- building trails year-round um, and making a go of it. So, then who you know who are you calling to get jobs from? Or uh, did they already kind of have a name? I'm just wondering how you got your jobs. Well, yeah, because yeah, now I've just, I've, I was just going through your Instagram and you, you've been in Michigan, Wisconsin, Cuyuna, yeah. yeah. Minnesota. Uh, you've been in Arkansas. You've yeah. been and yeah. you know you're in my backyard in Dubuque. You've yeah. been in Viroqua. I mean, you're all over the place. Yeah, and you, you kind of have to be right. <laughs> like it's a, right. It's a profession where you go where the have work to is. go where the work is to yep. some extent. Um, a lot of it to start is word of mouth um i knew a lot of people in the bike industry um and once you complete a project or two so a lot of my first projects were very local like in madison you know i knew everyone in madison and they had a project that was going and my prices were crazy low so it was like is there competitions you have to bid other people or how do yeah when you're bidding on big stuff it's it's getting very competitive now so okay um but yeah so that's kind of how it started was just like you know Doing a, lot, doing a lot of local work with people I know. Um, but from there, like once you start putting out a product and hopefully it's a high-quality product, right? Um, you've got very good reviews from everybody yeah, I've talked to. Yeah, and others others start to see that, um, whether it's pictures on social media or a buddy that came up and you know rode their trail system and, and told them about the, the new builder they have down their way. Um, so a lot of it was just like people would reach out to me um, – and kind of, you know, ask for prices or whatever. So I, I think my second official project actually was in Munising, Michigan, um, which I had a lot of connections. I went to school in Marquette, Michigan. So uh knew a lot of people, but... There's no good riding up there. No, right. it's awful. Right? Yeah, don't 30, go there. No, don't go there. They got 30 inches already. <laughs> Stay away from... The 30 inches of snow already? 30 inches, it. a record. Uh-huh. They had nine just yesterday, which yeah. was a one-day record. I'm going up there this weekend. Marquette or yes. Munising, yeah, cool. So, Chad, when you when you made the choice to go out on your own, did you realize that the trail that you could build was so much better than the trail that existed? And because it is, I mean, that's one thing that our listeners yeah. should know is the trail that you're building is that fun, twisty, bermed, mm-hmm. yeah. excellent, fun flow trail. Uh, well, some of it. I mean, he builds everything. Yeah. Sometimes <laughs> I build bad trail too. Just don't tell me. Going to be the next. Uh, who's that old I, school. I, I tried to never. Be the next blame Danny. No, no you won't no. be the next blame Danny. No. Um, <laughs> I, you know, I realize that it's hard when you're getting into it because you critique yourself based on like the other professionals in the industry. So, to me, getting into it, I was like, I knew I was creating good product, but. My goal has always been to create something that's, you know, kind of gold standard um, and to get to that point. Like, that was the point of starting my business. Like, I don't want to do something half-ass. So that was kind of hard for me getting in. But, yes, I knew that, you know, compared to whatever, some of the stuff that volunteers in the area were putting out or some of the examples that I'd seen from professionals brought in, in the Madison area at least, um, that – I, I was, you know, totally capable of building that kind of stuff uh, and stepping it up from kind of what I had seen. Um, but once you actually get into the industry, it's kind of daunting because there's a lot of good builders out there. And we're kind of in this, like, golden really? golden era of, like, trail construction and everyone's getting better. 
everyone's kind of creating um, new styles of building and perfecting how they build. Um, so it was a really cool time to get into the industry. Um, but I didn't, I didn't realize that. I was like before I knew Aaron Rodgers, mm-hmm. and um, he's you know famous for it, especially in the Midwest. And then yeah. the second name I know is you. Yeah, well, so in the, you're so beating that's, everybody out. Yeah, at least. yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, in the Midwest, like when I got into it, it was literally that's part of the reason I got into it when I did was because I saw that. Like I saw multiple people contacted me when I was working for Trek, just asking if I knew any professional builders that could build systems in the Midwest. Okay, so you, and it was, you had it was, an idea that there is a market yeah, out there for and, this. And it was always like the only person I know is Aaron around here, you know? Um, so, and the more, the more I sent those emails out, the more I was like, man, this man, is, you there's get a in need. On that. Yeah. And, and it was, it was always a passion. People so, need yeah. me. The people <laughs> need me. I want it. So what was the favorite, what <laughs> was your favorite trail that you've built so far? Oh man. Where uh, do we need to go? My personal favorite would probably be the downhill trail that we built last winter in Eureka Springs, Arkansas, at Lake Leatherwood. That's where you did that cool bridge right over, mm-hmm. right under. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah. I saw pictures of that. It looks great. Yeah. And there's a big boner log drop after that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, 20-foot boner. <laughs> See, uh, so, yeah, you built in Michigan, Minnesota, Iowa, Wisconsin, Arkansas. Where else have you built? Uh, you said California. Uh, do you mention Minnesota? I don't yeah, know. Yeah, Minnesota, yeah. Cuyuna. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. I mean, we try to Which stay. Cuyuna is a huge trail system, and that's like one of the biggest things. When Cuyuna opened up, um, it was a mining town mm-hmm. that uh, brought in trails to bring it up, and they hired you. This was like a couple of years after they started. They were like, okay, we need some serious trail building. And they said, call Landowski, get him up here. Yeah, to some extent, that project was actually a tandem project between uh, Rock Solid Contracting and myself. Okay. Um, so how, that, often, how often do you work with him? Uh, I worked with uh, Rock Solid quite often oh, uh, really? when okay. I was starting up, um, mainly because I was a pretty small-time operation for a while, um, and uh, Aaron had, you know the capabilities to bid on some really large projects. And Mm -hmm. I just didn't have, at that point, the resume Mm. um, for some of the size projects that I really wanted to be doing. Um, So that kind of gave me that opening to suddenly work on some of these, um, you know, really prestigious projects. And stamp your name on it. Yeah. Mm. Well, not necessarily. A little bit. Being a subcontractor, you kind of get credit but you know sometimes that's not necessarily how it works so you got some credit but, now because yeah you got, yeah, you got the yeah, street cred yeah. you, you got, got the trail cred you yeah. have two crews going yeah yeah i got i've uh, rode both of your recent projects lately so you have something going in dubuque right now and you have Viroqua, wisconsin dubuque iowa yeah yep so Viroqua, the work that we were contracted to do there is Pretty much wrapped. We, I mean, we had to get it done before hunting season opened there. So yeah, it's on public land that can be hunted, and none of us really want to get shot at. And I don't like having holes in my machines. <laughs> so. Yeah, no, it's bright um, orange. I, I rode, I rode the pert near, and oh, yeah. uh, your stuff was up there. And I heard you were working till three in the morning the night before or something like that. You had to finish something up for. The- uh, no, I, but I was out the. So I was out the morning before the. Ra- I actually volunteered my time that morning. 
to cut in a section that I wasn't contracted for. Just uh, there was like this climb that they actually used in the race. They did use it in the yeah, race. So I just cut in two like big switchback turns for them because they weren't going to have it open otherwise. Um, but I was out there at yeah like sun up and then. I literally finished it 20 minutes before the race. Yeah. They, no, they, actually, it was 20 minutes you. after the race They mentioned started. you in the beginning, yeah. and I remember riding through. I'm like, this is the new stuff yeah. because, yeah, it was not right. But it wasn't yet. really the new stuff. <laughs> it, it was like the – I don't know. It wasn't very like, packed down. It, no. it was You had to walk through that <laughs> <Yeah>. stuff. <laughs> it's it kind of bummed me out a little bit seeing it. What do you do, so soft, what do, you do but, in the winter? Uh, so travel down south uh, uh, okay. and work. So it's last couple of years has been Arkansas. Um, going Which forward. is the new hotspot? Yeah, I mean it's 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 awesome down there, and they've got they've got a lot of people um, behind it, and they're they're really kind of turning it into you know this mecca um, bike tourism. Yeah, that it's driving a lot of uh, communities to make themselves into those ride centers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they're doing it. So, yeah. are you going back down there soon? Yep. Yeah, this winter. Okay, so, um, so we just got snow, but we're still. I saw yeah, still this morning. We're still working in. <laughs> yeah, you're still working yeah, around here. Yeah, the ground's still soft. We haven't had frozen ground. So. Yeah, they just brush the snow off and keep going. Where do you? Where do you call it? I mean, uh, so once you start getting frost really bad, um, if you have more than like a couple inches of frost layer, um, then it gets pretty unworkable. Like at that point, you have to like rip all the frost off. Yeah, you know, work the soil below um, and keep going. So. Generally, that's kind of where we call it. Either that or if you get too much snow cover where it's just silly. Um, mm-hmm. But, uh, looks, yeah, I mean, we kind of go until that point. Last year we got shut down by frost. Um, this year, we'll see. I mean, it looks like it's going to get mild for a bit here. So Yeah, it's not yeah, 40s this weekend. So, yeah, yeah you're going to have plenty of time. Um, What's your favorite style of trail to build? Um, well, Probably stuff that I like riding, so like gravity oriented, like um, gravity climb and flow. No, like like downhill, like one oh. directional. Yeah, gravity trails. Who um, gravity climbs? What the well, hell was that? It, it, hey, hey, hey there's e-bikes, man. You can make no. uphill jumps. Copper Harbor, though. Stop it right now, you're climbing in the next, <laughs> and you don't even know it. Oh, it's yeah. built oh, I so know. well, yes. you don't even know you're climbing. Next thing yep. you know, you're I on know the top of the mountain. Some of us have weight, mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, yeah. So you should yeah, be able to carry you, that momentum. Then I knew what she was talking about. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so when you're building a trail, do you have a bike on hand? Do you build like 20 feet and ride it? And well, not 20 feet, but do you build a section and then ride it and say this works or it doesn't? Yeah, and then. And you're like, ah, oh, we need to go back and fix that. Or like, this is awesome. We need to make that uh, a little bigger. How do you do that? Uh, not really. I no? mean, I I should. And a you lot, should. So, Get out of that chair. You need yeah, to ride your yeah. bike. Most of the time I rely on my guys to do that. Like, they, ah. they get pretty jazzed on, you know, getting on their bikes. Um, I oftentimes, you get to a point with certain types of trails where you can really, in a machine, feel like how something's going to ride when you get good enough. Mm-hmm. Um there's definitely like complex features or complex portions of the build. Um, I always try to ride and make sure stuff works, whether That's it's the coolest, jumps or coolest stuff you build. Yeah. Some of the pictures, yeah. the S curve that you just built at mm-hmm. IPP, and then uh, yeah, some of the stuff 
Yeah, you got to get out and ride that. Yeah. So for the listeners yeah. at home, you've mentioned IPP twice. Sorry. And none of us have any idea what he's talking about. <laughs> My fault. So he does so that all the time, interstate guys. Power. Sorry. Inter- interstate power. It's the Interstate Power Preserve, um, which is uh, it's a property on the, I guess it would be the south, kind of the south, south side, side of Dubuque, of Dubuque Iowa. Iowa. Um, just outside town. Um, kind of one of the larger projects we're working on this year. In total, it's going to end up being, I forget, 6.5 or 7 miles of trail. Mm-hmm. Um, no real existing trail there when we started. Nothing. Um, so really cool. Um, cool to be able to come into a project, design it from the beginning. They essentially just gave me the land. We're like, hey, nice. go crazy, do your thing. They didn't give you a line or anything. They said, we have well, 50 property acres. Lines, you know? Would you <laughs> do anything in here? So they, yeah. nobody walked you through it. They're just like... Uh, you know, they here, Michelangelo, paint yeah, the ceiling here. Yeah, yeah. Is that what it was? To some extent, yeah. obviously, at the end, I, I run everything by the customer. And, oh yeah, and we made some changes, you know, just to make sure that um, it had everything that they wanted. Um, so, but yeah, for the most part, they they kind of let me run wild with uh, how I wanted to build it out. Um, and I think I, I I always try to get a list from. From the customer before doing any design with rough objectives. You that, know, like there's what your business degree. So yeah, you're yeah, like, yeah, 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 what's your requirements and mm-hmm. how do we meet those? We call those? that a CNA, client uh, needs analysis. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Chihuahua. Where did that, where did, where did our show go? <laughs> so here's something that I'm interested in learning about or I'm curious about is how did you find out or discover <clears throat> that you could have a chainsaw mill and you could mill lumber on site and create features. Yeah, that is ridiculous when mm-hmm. I saw you doing that. That's game changer. You brought a trailer me. mill. <laughs> well, first of all, you have a mill. I have two mills, actually. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. Actually, four. four mills. Like NASA, we have but, a backup mill. Yeah, for every so other I, mill. yeah. Backup for the backup. Well, I have a bandsaw mill, so I do all my own, like all our decking boards for bridge work. Mm-hmm. Uh, I use black locust lumber, and I, I'll order a whole logging truck load, and then actually I'm doing some of this this weekend. And then I so I mill all that um, at you know uh, essentially my dad's property, um, and do a lot of that there. Uh, so mm-hmm. that's kind of stationary. That's a big mill. Oh, okay, and, um, stays I, there. Okay. But then I've got uh, three three mobile mills, a um, couple that are just you know you can slap down a crude you know runner board on top of a log and mill something up in the woods i've got another kind of aluminum mill um that's kind of folds down you can bring that out into the woods and mill boards or logs or whatever you want but yeah that's always been honestly before i even got into trail building that was a passion of mine was like woodworking or milling woodworking but then i started getting into chainsaws and then i realized chainsaws could create lumber it's just a cool process you know (laughs) oh yeah take this tree and make boards or yeah. Do you have um, a brand that you prefer? I mean, do you always also you always use steel? Yeah. I, I mean, we stick with steel. Um, that's kind of been what I grew up with, and I've stuck with it. So, you know, in general, I like their products. And, and you're probably a good small engine mechanic, just yeah, naturally yeah, from your dad's yeah. business. <laughs> to some extent, yeah. yeah. I mean, it, it gets to a point, though, yeah. where, you know, when you're running a large operation, some things just aren't worth your time to fix. But, yeah, but yeah, I like piddling with that kind of stuff when I have extra time. So with awesome. the, the portable mill, is that 
newer technology, or is that something that's existed for a long time? They've been around for quite a while. Um, not a lot of guys have used them in the trail building scene, I think, until semi-recently. Actually, I got a lot of my ideas for that kind of stuff just looking at photos and pictures of what some of the guys like on the, I guess you call it like the North Shore, Vancouver. Mm-hmm. Back oh, in yeah. the day, they used to do all these crazy wooden features. Sure. Yep. Uh, and a lot of those guys would do like just freehand ripping of like boards and planks and stuff. But the concepts were pretty similar to like what I'm trying to do now with uh, some of our larger wooden features. Um, but the mill just gives you something where you can make a more precise um, wooden feature than, you know, with freehand stuff. So just kind of using, you know, that tool to um, kind of better what we can do out there in the woods without having to prefabricate everything and bring it in. Was it your Eureka Springs? Was that built on site or did you bring that in? That was built on site. That's awesome. Yeah. Because yeah. that's so. in a lot of pictures. Yeah. A lot of people are really – and it's, yeah. just, it's, it's sustainable. You yeah. built it and it's – yeah. What's your website? Uh, I don't have a website per se, but I have, yeah, so social media. Um, you can look me up on Facebook. Uh, it's Landowski Trailworks. Um, to also see have pictures. an Instagram account. Landowski yeah. Trailworks, W-O-R-X. Yes. Our spelling champion <laughs> on the left here. Yeah. 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 And uh, we'll, we'll, have, uh, we'll have a link It'll be to nice. your Facebook and your yeah. Instagram in the show notes so people can check out some of the stuff that we're talking about. Mm. Uh, it's hard to describe – uh, just how excellent, <laughs> awesome the trails, and the, it's just such a it's such a big difference mm-hmm. to yeah. Oh my gosh, any I, of the trail that I've built. I rode Black <laughs> so much better seven years ago, and you. Oh my god, you couldn't even get through. It was a nightmare, yeah. and I'm like, I'm never going back to that place. Again. I basically, I've been building volunteer cow paths for years mm-hmm. in a lot of different <laughs> places, and uh, I was actually just at the Corp, which is the Capital Off Road Pathfinders meeting. Mm-hmm. So I was like, we're interviewing Chad Landowski, and like, I don't know who that is. I'm like, have you rode Black Hawk? That guy? Yeah. Yes. They they know your work, and yeah. everybody's impressed yeah. with it. So yeah, uh, no, you, it's uh, you guys will have to come check out some of the recent stuff. It's uh, yeah. I like some of the things that we did at Blackhawk. That was also <laughs> when I was definitely learning. But oh, yeah. uh, so there's there's certain things there that I'm kind of, you know, it's a it's a tough place to build. Like mm-hmm. you have all these constraints and dealing with ski runs, dealing with, you know, all the wetland down below. Um, How many projects can you get done in a year? Well, it just depends on the <laughs> size how of the many, project. How many, how many yeah, miles can you get done here? Yeah, you're, working, uh, <laughs> you're working two crews right now, right? Yeah. So for the first time, like. You know, How was that? A, I a mean, month ago. And it's probably you're getting to the point where, like, you're an expert trail builder, where you're probably transitioning to this business guy. Yeah. <laughs> you you gotta, know, are you hiring mountain bikers or landscapers? Yeah. Leia's well, looking for sponsors. Uh, Shut the fuck up, Leia. Ideally, <laughs> someone that has experience doing both, right? <laughs> there riding, you go. riding and landscaping. But um, no. You need a sales girl? <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. You travel around the country and get you jobs. Um, I honestly, yeah. Uh, she's a, she, yeah. We, we have, you have to listen. You didn't make hear sure, that, boss. Make, make sure you hear about her last show because uh, <laughs> she's got some abuse issues with uh, <laughs> substances, but anyway, she was cleared. Anyways, um, no, but you have a couple crews going. And, yeah. I, and a lot of your pictures, I see trail dogs. Oh, yeah. Those are your dogs? 
Uh, I don't have a dog yet. I will have one probably within You'll the year. You'll have a trail dog? I recommend um, a mountain cur. But uh, I or a wine. Uh, oh, wow. Come on now. Oh, they're fast. They're oh, awesome. Oh, wine rhymers are probably going to be an English setter awesome. for me. But, well, they but, need a little more calm. You know, I, nothing Burmese against. mountain dogs? Oh, absolutely not. Area, we're all dog owners. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> not yeah, but trail a, dog. I have several of my guys do have trail dogs. Yeah, I've seen them in your pictures. So. They hang out. So, what do you? So, when you go onto a job site, and I've seen a few different places, like you just put up tents. Do you live in the woods while you do this? <laughs> or do you get a hotel? What do you yeah. Man camp. Set up camp. So, <laughs> I think that is. I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, when we were, when I was figuring out how to, you know, run a business and, um. You know, wasn't exactly factoring in housing, that sort of stuff when yeah. I first started. I got to stay in Viroqua Wait. for three months. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's, you know, it's a little more proper now. But, uh, sure. Yeah, back in the day, I, <laughs> when we were doing a project in Munising, I actually invested in a canvas wall tent. Uh, it's like 18 by 20, sizable little tent. Yeah, it's nice. With the stove and stuff in it. So th- there's been some projects, yeah, <laughs> where we camped out, but. That's not exactly great for employee morale. Yeah, you're literally on top of each other all day. Um, uh-huh. So, no, that's not something we do anymore. Okay. Um, but yeah, we, you know, we had our moment back back in the day. We were figuring it out. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So, and I saw you're hiring this summer. Did you find some good guys? I did. I'm actually really excited about the crew that we put together. So great. I think. Uh, they all have some awesome potential. Most of them are all riders um, and very hard workers, um, just good guys from what I've seen so far. So, um, yeah, excited about, you know, kind of the, the possibilities that we have down the road. Very cool. Um, but, yeah, it's, you know, it, back in the day it was always kind of a one-man op- or one one crew operation, I should yeah. say. Right. Um, so it's it's stressful. But we're know. only talking four years ago. Yeah. So yeah. you've gone from a one-man crew mm-hmm. working with Aaron Rodgers to today. Mm-hmm. You're getting up there. <laughs> and I'm looking at, yeah. Times are hard. <laughs> they are hard. They are really hard. Mm-hmm. Well, that's so, sweet. Thank you so much for coming in, Chad. Yeah. And it's Landowski Trailworks. With the next LLC, you're on Facebook, you're on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Um, anything else you got out there? Website coming soon. Website coming soon. All right. And a sales girl. Uh, yeah. <laughs> sales professional, please. Uh, sales professional. Anything else? Anything else you want to add? I mean, everybody's happy with what you're building. I've heard great things. Yeah. The, the word of mouth is incredible uh, mm-hmm. from everything that you've built and, and I've seen and I've written. Yeah. I, I mean, it's, it's good stuff. Yeah, I guess the only thing I would say is, you know, anyone that's out there listening, um, if you have any sort of work that you know of coming down the line that's technical, challenging building, um, that's the kind of stuff we're really into. Um, so just keep us in mind. Um, we're always looking for new spots to build, um, and especially if you're in a really cool location. So. Right. <laughs> Anybody in Maui building, yeah. Key yeah. West, yep. you need some trips? Yep. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. All right. Well, thank you, Chad. Thanks yeah. for coming great on. great having you on. Good thank to have you. Thank you guys for having me. Thanks. Next up on Soul Train, we have Grandmaster Flash and the Funkadelics. But not really. What we have is the end of the show because... 
we've run into some technical difficulties, some scheduling difficulties, and some difficult difficulties. So rather than not have a show until we get all that figured out, we are going to give you a 40-minute show. So we made up for it with longer shows before, or maybe we didn't. Anyway, this week's show is brought to you by MB Composites. They have a new fork and a new set of wheels out that uh, we're actually going to have an article next week on. Julio, before he jetted off to Costa Rica for the holidays, he uh, he wrote up an article about those. And what else can I tell you? I just found out that Will Ross is no longer with uh, Chain Reaction Cycles and 907 Fat Bikes and has uh, moved over to Trek. We're going to have an article about his new race sled coming up too. So, you know, what can you say other than aloha, amigos? We'll see you uh, next time with more fat news from Fat Bike Radio. I'm Ambrose Dukas with the Fat Papa Dutch Move Fuse Scan News. <laughs> 